Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello. Last week, I spoke about the centered mind, the first C. Of course, there's seven C, so today I want to talk about the second C, which is the conscious I. I have Tina here with me. Hello, Tina. Hi. The conscious I, it goes hand in hand with the centered mind. If the centered mind is peanut butter, then the conscious I is jelly. They go hand in hand, left and right. They go perfectly together in conjunction uh, of what we're trying to accomplish uh, attaining inner peace. So last week I talked about staying in the present moment. That's the centered mind. It's not going into the past, not going into the future. That's the center. And words, language is our thinking. So we want to go beyond that. The conscious I is... You have to think of it almost like a separate thing inside of you. That's how we witness. That's how we see. It has nothing to do with thinking. It's when you see that beautiful red rose, the conscious eye is what I... It doesn't identify it as a beautiful red rose. It just sees it and feels it. There's no language. The conscious I is separate from us. And we call it the I because it's the watcher. It's it sees. It feels. It experiences. And so that goes hand in hand with the centered mind. Thoughts are symptoms of your desires, your anger, your fear, your envy. These are the the qualities that I spoke on at the seminar. Those these are the blockages that block the sunlight from getting into your garden, right? We talked about the glass dome around the garden and the sun can't get in properly because it's blocked by these things. And your thoughts are Symptoms of these things. So desires, as an example. If you're interested romantically in someone, that's a desire. (laughs) So naturally, the way you've been conditioned by the society, you're going to talk in your head about all sorts of things regarding to that desire. Same thing if you want to be rich and famous. Same thing if you want a promotion at your job. Your thoughts are going to follow that desire. So we have to trace it back. And that's where the conscious eye comes in. The conscious eye being a foot above us, right? Looking down, observing. You use your conscious eye to catch yourself and be like, Oh, I'm thinking about this person too much. Too many what ifs. And then you can trace that back to it being an egotistic 
desire, and then you can also trace it to maybe some fear, things like this. And we can do that with all of our thinking. All your thinking is for a reason. You have to trace it back. Keep tracing it back. Keep doing it. Make it a daily practice. This is part of the inner peace practice. Society is a conditioning. It's not... (laughs) It's not, uh, what's the words I'm trying to look for? This useless language. What's the useless language I'm looking for? <laughs> it's not. Real? It's, it's technically real, but it, it's manipulated. It's right. controlled. It's controlled. It's meant to, it's meant to get you to obey. It's meant to get you stressed out. It's supposed to get you stressed out. They want you to be stressed out. That's part of the, the cycle mm-hmm. of how they control us. And, of course, they make a lot of money off pharmaceuticals. Right. When you're, you start using your conscious eye, now you can, you can start witnessing. So now, like one of my teachers once said, this is a great quote or paraphrase, everything that happens to you doesn't really happen to you. It happens in front of you. So what he's saying is you're not your body and you're not your thoughts. And this is where the conscious eye comes in. The conscious eye is the witness. So you think about like an imaginary eye in your head. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you can imagine it or not. It's up to the individual. But just imagine something else, a little sun or a little eye or whatever you want to visualize. You have something in you that witnesses and experiences and feels. It doesn't think. It has nothing to do with thoughts. It has nothing to do with language. And it's separate from what you think you are or what most people think that they are. So if you're going through a tough time, that circumstantial situation is happening in front of you. It's not actually happening to you. conscious eye it's it's really it's a practice it's a practice of witnessing everything including your your thoughts probably most importantly your thoughts so like i drew on the whiteboard at the seminar you know your thoughts go in like waves Hmm. think about like a bunch of waves just up and down and up and down and up and down and each wave is a thought and the conscious eye is what watches the thoughts because you're not your thoughts it's like behind you Tina there's there's some paintings on the wall or pictures on the wall you're not in those paintings those pictures you're watching it you're looking at it and then you experience something off of that. That's like what it's like, but you're looking at life and you're looking at your thoughts. So now with the conscious eye, so let's say you have a thought about, uh, say you want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> Pretty accurate for me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you, there's somebody that really annoys you in your life and oh, you'd love to just smack them in the or how do you say it? Do you, uh, <laughs> Punch him in the throat. I thought it was a chop in the throat. <laughs> chop in the throat, yeah. A throat chop? Throat chop. <laughs> so let's say you wanted to throat chop somebody, <laughs> and this thought 
entered your mind. And you're just like, ugh. Your conscious eye, you can witness that with your conscious eye. And and stop yourself from doing it. You not only stop yourself from doing it, but recognize that it's a thought derived off of anger. Mm-hmm. So now it's 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 just like all the stuff we've done on the health side of things, right? Mm-hmm. If you have an ulcer, the ulcer doesn't just fly out of the sky. It comes from something. Mm-hmm. There's a thread for every symptom. So you, you can think of these thoughts as symptoms. And you can trace them back to a root cause. So you would do that with your conscious eye. So this is far deeper than any therapist will take you because they don't want to cure you. (laughs) (laughs) They want you to keep coming back. So you would feel that anger. You have the thought of the the throat chop and your conscious eye sees it. And, And the... You don't want to judge it. The conscious eye doesn't judge it. It doesn't have an opinion of it. It's just... Recognizing. Recognizing it, witnessing it, and moving on to the next. It's like, I think I said this at the seminar, the, the example or analogy I gave was, it's like redirecting a five-year-old. Yep. You know? Anyone that's ever had kids or is around kids, they're an mm-hmm. uncle and aunt, whatever, or a teacher around preschool kids or kindergarten kids, you have to redirect kids a lot, right? You know, they, they turn on the wrong channel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't want them to see that channel, right. so what do you do? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, let's we, watch we, this one. Yeah, we don't want to watch that. <laughs> let's watch, you know, Mickey Mouse, you mm-hmm. know? It's a redirection. But you don't judge the child. No. You don't say, what an idiot for watching, <laughs> you know, boxing. I don't know. Let's say it's boxing. Like you don't want your four-year-old watching boxing for whatever reason. You recognize the anger, recognize the thought. You don't judge it. You redirect it because there's going to be another thought or feeling coming any second now. And it just it continues and it continues. So the next one might be fear. You know, it could be fear. That's like the mommy syndrome. Like a lot of moms are just full of fear. I know my mom mm-hmm. is. Just everything is like, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, if you're going to pick those bushes up, make sure you wear gloves because there could be poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a mom thing. Right. It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, capable of seeing if there's poison ivy or not. <laughs> but are you? <laughs> so. So it's kind of like how they say the conscious, you know, you have the devil and the angel on your shoulder kind of kind of but the, there's no devil it's right just all it's just one judgmental right right but the the but the example is good there's an eye inside of you that is just there observing and we need to observe our thoughts we don't need to get in deep into them um some people have violent thoughts beyond throat chopping. <laughs> some people some people are so depressed or upset with life, they may have visualization or thoughts of being in a car accident or um you know, being on fire. There was a guy that just set himself on fire, I think it was yesterday. Uh, at the White House, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
he was sitting on the lawn on fire. Somebody that worked there? No. Just somebody Just like some random guy? Yeah, some oh. random guy. And uh, I don't know his situation. But, you know, some people have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if you keep having them, eventually you'll follow through on them. Yeah. Some people have the suicidal thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. The conscious eye can witness all of these thoughts. Perversions is another one. You know, America loves them some sex. Mm-hmm. That's why we have so many people. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, you know, these perversions, the more we watch television, the more... Obviously, pornography is very easy to get now. It wasn't like when I was 12 and 13. You had to steal dad's VHS tape. <laughs> VHS tape. Now, now uh, I would assume kids can get it right on their phone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's only going to take watching that once or twice to have start getting these thoughts, right? right? These, these pictures in your head. Uh, same thing with watching violent movies, you know. The violence is uh, video games. Mm-hmm. So these are three examples right away. The, the, the television and movies, the pornography, and the video games are all hitting us with sexual thoughts, violent thoughts, anger, fear, all sorts of things. And they're being conditioned into us. And it's changing. It's making us not who we really are. It's making us very mechanical. And so this is why the conscious eye, is, this practice is so important. Like you're not going to find inner peace unless, I don't want to use the word master, but just unless you figure out the centered mind and the conscious eye, they go together, peanut butter and jelly. They go absolutely together. Observing these thoughts. And that's what meditation is all about. Meditation is about nothingness. It's about getting to a point where we stop thinking. Because that's where the bliss is, is when we stop thinking. One thought leads to another, to another, to another. And it's like an avalanche. Mm -hmm. You know, you you start thinking negative at 8 in the morning and you don't stop. (laughs) You're going to be miserable by 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, I had a bad day. <laughs> right? Did you have a mm-hmm. good day? I had a bad day. It was horrible. Yeah. You know, this is called taking life too serious. Too serious. The more you observe it, the more you can keep moving on from each incident that happens. And moving on and on and on. And, you know, after two, three, four, five, maybe six months of doing this, it starts going away. The thoughts start going away. So how do you... Because you're reconditioning yourself. Right. Or you're unconditioning yourself. You're unlearning. It, it, it sounds really overwhelming to people. We have to undo everything mm-hmm. that society has shoved down our throats. And this is a, a C later on, um, clean living. But, you know, we have to get off... We have to stop watching this, the TV shows. Mm-hmm. It's like it's lifestyle change. This is a complete lifestyle change. Right, and then when you go out into society after mm-hmm. that, you're looked at as a weirdo, or mm-hmm. you can't really fit in anymore because you see things so differently than you everybody see, else. You see things very differently, but that's where the conscious eye comes in because the conscious eye doesn't judge. 
So if you if you go to a party and you know some people are drunk, some people are eating horribly, you know, chicken wings and fried this and fried that and ice cream this and candy that and maybe you don't eat that way um and you got people you know loud and swearing and some people get into a shoving match and you you can you can start seeing you can actually observe the room and see the anger the fear the insecurities you can you can witness all of this but you you want to do it with no judgment you just know mm. so it's it's you know it's almost like being a mind reader kind of <laughs> it's kind of like being a mind reader yeah because once you once you know one person like that you pretty much know all people in other words if you meet someone you ever meet someone that uses humor to cover up things me you uh some people use humor to cover up things and sometimes they're cruel with their humor Mm -hmm. right like they're you know busting your chops right but it's kind of like you can only have your chops busted so many times yeah before you chop them in the throat right (laughs) you throat (laughs) chop them right so once you meet one person like this you completely recognize it when you meet another person like this. Right. And even though they may have different personalities and different upbringings, it's almost like people are thrown into these categories. Like, oh, this person's really angry. You know, maybe they had a horrible childhood. You know, maybe they're mad at dad or, you know, you know, they got a divorce and they're just really salty about it or, you know, and then this person's really scared about everything, you know. Uh, and there's reasons why people are these type of ways. So you just accept them who they who they are, but you just don't want to get sucked into their vacuum. You know, you don't want to get sucked into their world. So yeah, it's like you do kind of become an alien. You can become very different. Nobody needs to know that you're different. Um, but well, clean living would be eliminating those people out of your life, though. So. Well, you don't have to eliminate the people. You just eliminate the activities. So if, you know, I feel like we're skipping C's here. But, yeah, if somebody wanted to go see the new... Um, Aladdin. Aladdin's all right. It's somewhat positive. Somewhat positive. Yeah. Um, Disney always throws some weird subliminal stuff in there, though. Yeah. I bet you if you see it three times, you notice. Oh, I noticed already. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, if if you went to go see the latest... You know, thriller, mm-hmm. right? Mystery thriller or whatever. There's gonna be violence. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The guy's sneaking up, and the and there's always the music, right? It's like some sort of you know, what would Jaws be without the music, right? <laughs> right. Uh, what would Michael Myers be without the music? So it, there's um, you know, you want to turn that off or down. That's all. It doesn't mean you can't hang out with the person. But, yeah, I don't want to skip C's. Then we'll have nothing to talk sorry, about sorry. once the clean living comes. <laughs> but the conscious eye, just observing everything, it's most important that you observe yourself. 
This is your intuition. This is your, this is your, you know, this is part of your inner life. You know, it's not your outer life. Is it the voice that you can hear in your head? Uh, no, the voice is the, the voice is just, that's just language. It's just language. Well, it's your conscious too, though, because it's telling you what's right or wrong. No, the conscious eye will know what's right or wrong. The conscious eye doesn't talk because language is man-made. So it just observes. Right. I mean, how many languages do we have in this world? Hmm. Too many. I'm curious. Can you please Google that on sure. your phone while you got it there? If I was speaking Arabic right now, how many of you would know what the heck I'm saying? And would it still impact you in any way? Well, there are roughly 6,500 spoken languages in the world today. 6,500 languages. However, about 2,000 of them have fewer than 1,000 speakers. Hmm. Most popular is Mandarin Chinese. I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So that's a lot of languages. Yeah. So <laughs> now all of their voices in their head are all different. <laughs> yep. So that just shows you how fake the voice in your head is. Because if you didn't know language, you wouldn't talk to yourself. It would be impossible. You'd be like a dog. Right? Now <laughs> you would just feel an experience. What you're describing with the, is it right or is it wrong? The voice in your head, that's you judging. It's coming up with an opinion. Should I do this or shouldn't I do this? You're trying to solve a problem. I talked about that with Keisha on the last episode, where that's really the only reason to talk to ourselves is when we're trying to solve a problem or make a big decision. That's the only time we need to think it's the only time we need to think we don't even need to think right now really talk whatever comes to our head you know but the conscious eye has no has no language it just observes it observes like a like a police officer on the corner watching everything that's going on at, at the intersection you know oh he ran a red light go get him mm-hmm. uh oh Oh, here comes a, a a woman walking two dogs. You know, staying in the moment. Staying in the moment. Conscious eye is always in the moment. It's just a regular person doesn't know they have this ability to observe. People think that that voice in their head is dumb. It's not. It can't be. It's impossible because you were taught language. So how do you exercise the conscious eye to make it stronger? You just keep using it. You just keep using it. You keep observing. You got to do it every day. You got to do it is every moment of every day. It's like we're aware of our bodies, mm-hmm. right? You said your back is bothering you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're aware of that because I could feel it. Because you can feel it exactly. The conscious eye is really what's observing that but when you start thinking about it that's not your conscious eye it's separate that's your mind just yakking away <laughs> there's nothing to really think about 
except for when you go to solve the problem. All right, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to a masseuse? Am I going to eat better? What am I going to do? That is the only use you need for thinking. But when you think about it, and you get aggravated, and you start talking to yourself, this is so <laughs> stupid, I'm so upset, why me? Now you're just adding to it. Like Gotama the Buddha once taught. He says you get hit with two, if you do that, you get hit with two arrows. Mm-hmm. The first arrow is bad enough, right? Ah, you're yeah. hit. And then one minute later, because you're overthinking it, a second arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about it does nothing. It causes more disturbance. Anxiety. Anxiety, anger, fear. But we're not our bodies. So we want to become nobody. And that's an important word because when you split it up, it's... Nobody. Nobody. And that's where meditation comes in. Meditation is the workout, so to speak. That's like going to the gym, but it's for your conscious eye. So that answers your question from a few minutes ago as well. Uh, We need to meditate as much as we can, at least twice a day, uh, and every moment that is possible. Every moment that's possible. So is that a way to exercise it like if i you know me i think way too much Mm -hmm. and stress or fear about the future or try Mm -hmm. to overanalyze things Mm -hmm. so when i catch myself doing that that's my conscious eye and then i stop and meditate right right and sometimes all it takes is a 20 second meditation just to bring yourself back to reality Mm -hmm. and concentrating on your breathing Always through the nose. Always through the nose. The only time we need to breathe through our mouth is when we need extra air, which is when we're exercising, basically. That's it. So we can control our heart rate through our breathing. We can control our thoughts through our breathing. So breathing is the bridge to the inner life. And... Um meditation will work the conscious eye and then the thoughts will come flooding in right because there's no phone there's no tv you're not distracted you're just there Mm -hmm. and your mind's gonna go and your conscious eye is like a police officer or no let's go back to the original analogy which i think is best your conscious eye is like a parent Mm -hmm. redirecting the children which are the thoughts. No, no, not over there. Nope, don't want to do that. <laughs> no, nope, go this way. No, nope, go that way. And just don't let the dog off the leash. Don't let the dog off the leash. The dog is going to go crazy, and you'll get you'll you know you'll end up with an avalanche. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- that avalanche of thinking will go twelve hours. Oh yeah, it might even go days. Sometimes I think while I'm sleeping. Yeah. Well, th- this is what depressed people do. This is what depressed people do. You get you give me a completely clinically depressed person and have them implement even the first two C's mm-hmm. and that depression will go away. 
It might take a few months, but it'll go away because the depression is coming from overthinking. Mm-hmm. There's no way to have depression or anxiety if you're not thinking. There's no way. So the centered mind is keeping, staying in the middle, not going into the past, not going into the future. And then the conscious eye is observing the whole thing because you need the conscious eye to stay in the center. You need the conscious eye to say, oh, you're in the future. Why are you thinking about tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Let me come back. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't judge the (laughs) five-year-old. Just come back to the center. And within 10 seconds, you just change your life. 10 seconds, you just change your life. Instead of going down that path and creating a avalanche of thinking. So the perfect, you know, centered person right now would be as such as yourself. What are you thinking about right now? Just what you're talking about. That's it. Or if you weren't, if we weren't doing this podcast, we would just be sitting here like, okay, that wall is gray. Mm Mm-hmm chalkboard is there yeah well not even that though right right you don't identify it with words so it's not a gray wall it's not even a wall it's just some solid structure there's no reason to identify it you've already seen it your whole life you've seen Mm -hmm. plenty of walls (laughs) your whole life all the way down to one years old you saw walls all over the place Mm -hmm. you know everything there is to know about that wall you know that if you run into it, it's going to hurt. <laughs> you know that if you punch it, you'll break your hand. You know that, you know, you've seen different color walls. You know somebody built it. You know whether it's wood or concrete. There's nothing else to know. There's nothing else to know about anything. Dogs, cats, walls, cars. There's nothing to know. So when I'm at work, mm-hmm. I have to be thinking about, you know, the tasks that right. I'm doing. Sure. And that's that's problem solving. You just stay in the center and you can concentrate on the task and you do the task as best as you can and you don't become attached to the results. But if you do the best you can, then, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to do a really good job, and you do it centered. You do it centered. And if you're at home on a day off, sitting Mm -hmm. out in your backyard, Mm -hmm. then you just sit and enjoy the beauty around you. Right. You don't think about work or tomorrow unless unless you have to solve a problem. Some would say that might be boring, but really it's blissful. Blissful. Yeah, the hippies had a saying called mm-hmm. blissed out. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what it is. If you can go outside, watch the grass grow, and the trees dance. And you're not high. <laughs> you're not <laughs> and high. And you're doing something right. <laughs> you're not high. You're just observing with your conscious eye. You're not identifying it as grass. You're not identifying it as a tree. You're not identifying the wind. You're just experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And, and really focused on your breathing, then that brings you to a blissed out place. No drugs needed. But people that are on drugs, that's kind of what they're reaching to, right? Right. Right. Or, or people doing extreme things. 
bungee jumping, boxing, boxing, rock climbing. <laughs> somebody put me on because to this. Because you have to be in the moment. Yeah. Somebody put me on to this documentary the other day called Free Solo. Give them a little plug. It was about this kid who he climbs, he climbs, <laughs> he climbs almost straight up mountains with no rope. <laughs> so he can die any moment. But this puts him in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Now, he may not realize that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To him, it's a thrill. He's trying to conquer his fears. He's, you know, he's trying to get to the top without dying, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole time, he's in the present moment. He might have quick flashes of something, but he, he, he can't sit there and dwell on yesterday <laughs> or tomorrow. Right. And that's why people want to do stuff like that right. because they're they're searching for that feeling right right one of one of something that happened to me oh probably five maybe six years ago i i went on a date and we went to a halloween a haunted house thingy majiggy <laughs> and i didn't enjoy myself because i was in the present moment how can you enjoy people trying to scare the crap out of you but nobody could scare me hmm because I was so present that I could, I could scan the room, see what was going to happen, and I could, I could, like you said earlier, it's like mind reading. Mm-hmm. I, it's not the right term, but it's you can see what's about to happen. So I'm like, oh, there's somebody up there in the thing. Mm-hmm. I bet you a rope's going to come down, and they're going to like drop a bat or something, you know? <laughs> That's sh- what sure enough, <laughs> and everyone's like, ah. And I'm just like, all right. What's next? <laughs> What's next? So I didn't enjoy myself because. Not even when the girl screamed and jumped on you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just, I was just present. I, was, I had a centered mind through that. So the experience didn't do anything for me. Um, so people are. People aren't aware of this, so they want to be scared. They want to go bungee jumping. They want to jump out of a plane because they want to be thrown into the present moment and feel blissed out. They just don't know that that's the reason why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like eating ice cream when you're mad. They don't realize that they're covering it up by using comfort. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my taste buds are, you know, and then an hour later they're, you know, in the bathroom, <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> or something, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, you sacrificed your health for comfort. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people don't realize that. So there's these things that people aren't aware of. And again, this comes back to the programming. And this is why the Eastern world is so different from the Western world. The Western world is completely programmed. And some of the Eastern world is too. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of villages and things out there in the Eastern world that are completely different, completely different. And it's much worse now with social media and all that controlling sure. us sure. even more than TV. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a movie the other day. Daddy's home. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. It's they're funny. funny. The second one, I watched the second one mm-hmm. and the little girl is, uh, her characters on the phone mm-hmm. the whole time. So they're basically making fun of society. Oh, yeah. They're making fun of young people being stuck mm-hmm. to their phones. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not fun, though, when a young person is your kid. Yeah, well, we're in the Western world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, do we- what do we do? We'll go giddy up on a horse out of here? <laughs> Take me to an island? Well, you know, it's one of the reasons why I don't want kids. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't even want to be subjected to that um, because it's hard to have more of a influence than their peers when they get to a certain age. Right. They go to friends houses, they go to school mm-hmm. and they're influenced on what to eat, how mm-hmm. to think, what to wear. Yep. Everything is it we're at, you know. That's why the the movie The Matrix is in my opinion, it's the most important movie of our generation. You have to watch that movie 10 times and listen to programs like this podcast and understand the Eastern traditions of spirituality, and then that movie starts to make sense. It's beyond the science fiction movie, way beyond the science fiction movie. It's based on Maya. Maya is the illusion of life, which is the Eastern term, Maya. It's all there. It's like it's like we're in this illusionary dream world and we're just completely programmed and they just want you they want you to live to eighty. It's okay. They're like, Okay, it's okay to live to eighty, but you're gonna spend the last forty years of your life sick and on prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. And you're going to spend it scared and you're going to spend it with anxiety. You're going to you're going to be depressed and have anger. And even when you do have fun, it's going to be a little stimulation, you know, a little sex here, a little ice cream there, a <laughs> little bungee jumping here, <laughs> you know, a little going fast on the highway here, a little di- trip to Disney with the family here. It's like these little moments that come and go mm-hmm. just to keep you stimulated, to keep going. Right. But then in between these stimulating exciting moments it's miserable and that's because people aren't centered don't have a centered mind and they're not using their conscious eye in order to watch the grass grow and watch the trees dance that's it that's it. Watching the grass grow and the trees dance. Now, that's a good name for a book or, or a <laughs> podcast or something. Well, I know some people would say, though, and myself included a little bit, I have a very conscious eye. I think I, I walk around the world just seeing things differently than mm-hmm. most people. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I also like to enjoy myself and mm-hmm. have fun. So kind of in between those. and Well, remember, too, that you know the six flowers in that that dome glass house I drew on the uh, mm-hmm. on the whiteboard at the seminar. One of those is joy, right? But the whole purpose of it is to have joy without doing things. Again, yeah, just be like that all the time. Again, back to the grass and the trees, mm-hmm. watching birds, watching squirrels live out their life, and sit there for hours. It sounds crazy to most people. Mm, I could do that. But when we start getting joy out of external things, it's when you start tricking yourself. 
you start tricking yourself and thinking that you're happy right. and excited and joyous. And there are things. I certainly have my three, four, or five things that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And everyone should have their two, three, four, or five things that they enjoy doing. But it's important to have the centered mind and the conscious eye first. And then you can go back to those things that you enjoy. And then you can bring the inner world and the outer world together and then have a balance. But I, I think the example of watching the grass grow and the trees dance, I think I think there's something there to that. Um, I feel there's something there to that. We got to stop saying I think. We got to hmm. start saying I feel. Because if you can do that, it's a form of meditation. Meditation isn't just your eyes closed and sitting cross-legged in the lotus position in the corner with incense on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more than that. It's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's li- living a meditative life. Right. And finding every moment that you can to meditate. You know? Uh, go to a library. Walk through. Observe everything. You know, shut the thoughts off. The thoughts are like a faucet. You know, if you're thinking obsessively, you know, the faucet's dripping. You know, shut it off. Mm -hmm. Shut it off. The only reason to talk in our head is to solve a problem. That's it. But we, we start talking in our head around five years old. We just yak for the rest of our lives. Yep, 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 yep. And then, um, so again, the conscious eye observes all of this. It's important to practice every day, every moment. Just observe things are happening in front of you, not to you. Remember that. Just remember that. Next time you stub your toe and you're like, ah, like, all right, that happened in front of me. It happened to my body. It didn't happen to me. What about when things are happening to you emotionally? That's mm-hmm. uh, like... I recently had a little experience where I started freaking out, thinking too much and mm-hmm. worrying while I'm start while I'm getting to know somebody, a new friend. Mm-hmm. And how what do you have to do? Your conscious eye has to just be aware, like, okay, this is just the newness of this. Calm down. There's nothing to think about. This well, no, is- sometimes there is. Sometimes it's intuition, because we're all the whole world is based off of vibes. Hmm. And people say that word willy nilly, but it actually, you know, uh, it's short. Vibes, yeah, it's short for vibrations. Right, <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real thing. It's like a frequency. Well, that's like, what I was scared of—that the vibes were so good, it was freaking me out. Well, you know, you could be obsessively thinking. You don't have to think about it. You only need just to think. Just let it happen. Just, just let it happen. Just feel it. This is why we meditate on something. This is why spiritual teachers will tell you, well, meditate on it. And they always say, on it. That's the conscious eye. The conscious eye is above. You can almost imagine the conscious eye like a foot above your head, mm-hmm. like outside of your body, looking down on everything that you experience, everything your body experiences. Your conscious eye sees it from a foot above you. Mm-hmm. If you're, how tall are you? Five, seven. Okay. So your conscious eye is six, seven. You think about it like that, like mm-hmm. a foot above you. 
there's this imaginary eye looking down on your body and everything that's happening to you. And it it feels vibes. Mm-hmm. It feels vibrations. Somebody comes in the room who's a yeah. You might get a ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might you might get one of those because they're yeah. carrying anger or yeah. they're carrying skeletons mm-hmm. in their closet. Yeah, the vibrations are real, and it's not just humans too. It's flowers and Animals. squirrels. That's why like dogs don't like certain people and stuff like that. They can feel it. Sure. The motive is to get your inner and outer life together. Your outer life is your body and your circumstances. Your inner life is something totally different, right? Your inner life is formless. It's wordless. It's timeless. It's opinionless. It's genderless. It's just this ball of light Mm -hmm. controlled by the conscious eye. And it's important to get that in order. It's more important than the outer life. But but if you can get them both in order, if you can get them both in order, man, I mean, you're going to live a blissed out life and... Um, Just floating, floating around on cloud nine all the time. Yeah, and be in society but not of it. Because mm-hmm. we're kind of forced into society. From a young age. Right, yeah. right. We're born right into it. But you don't have to be of it. Right. You don't have to be of it. You just don't. People think I'm nuts because I don't I don't celebrate holidays. I yeah. screw up the Monday holidays all the time. Yeah, even though I reminded you, you still did it. <laughs> you know, I'll go I'll go to the post office on Columbus Day and figure it out the hard way. <laughs> and Memorial Day, and and Memorial Christmas. Day. Well, not Christmas. Well, sometimes Christmas. Yeah, I just <laughs> you know I'm not. Yeah, but some people still want to be of the world in that way. So, but you still can be. You still can be. But it's good to get it in order and then come back to it, mm-hmm. you know? It's like... Go away to an ashram and get your life together and then come that, back and... That, that's one way. Right. That's one way. You, you know, you, you don't want to stay too long away because yeah. then society will scare the crap out of you. You'd mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so... That's kind of how I am. <laughs> but it, it's like, you know, me growing up a sports fan. I, um, you know, I gave up football for almost two years many, many years ago as I was going through my transition. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what it was like without it. And I wanted to get away from it. I love football. And as I progressed, I came back to it. And now I I, I, I watch football. It's, you know, I root root for my team and I'm into it. It's my little soap opera that I follow. I find it much more non, much more non-toxic than movies. Mm-hmm. A, a Game of Thrones is going to be more toxic than watching the Giants play. Yeah, you know, you just don't get into the riffraff of it, right? And I turn it off during commercials. Mm-hmm. But that's where the programming is. Right. That's where they tell you what to eat, what to drink, mm-hmm. how to think. Yep. <laughs> what drugs to take? What drugs to take? Sure. Yeah. So th- that, I'm just using that as an example, using myself as an example. I I walked away from something I love. Yeah. And then came back, circled back around. And the Giants had some really bad years there, so <laughs> it, was, it was easier. <laughs> it was easier, but, you go know. Go Patriots, go Patriots. Yeah, so, you know, I, I hope I hope uh, our words find somebody's ears to, uh, to enhance their lives. And, you know, next, the next episode will be 
the third C, which is confinement. So we'll talk about that. And it, you know, the three C, the first three C's go together very nicely. So you know, peanut butter and jelly, and then confinement can be the bread. It becomes a sandwich. <laughs> the first three C's. So yeah, you can go to uh, drreese.com. That's doctor spelt out, and see everything you want to see. I'm going to start putting up seminars. Uh, for free, all the stuff I used to charge for back in the day. I'm just going to throw it up there for anyone that wants it. All the seminars, all the webinars. Of course, you can get the books through there. And um, you can see the Inner Peace with Dr. Reese seminars on YouTube now. And, of course, it's episode number one on here. But the video is on YouTube. So, yeah, look into everything. Look into everything. And educate yourself. Stop conforming to society. Yeah, but do it delicately. You basically have to detox your your life. We have to detox our bodies and our whole life, inner life, outer life. So thanks for joining me, Tina. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Walk with peace.